Welcome to episode 199 of the Thunder Underground Podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. And this week, we finally got Wither for you. Yes, we're, we're finally going to roll this one out. Yeah, we've been saying, <clears throat> hey, we've got Wither coming up for like 14 years now. Yeah. You know, like eight years before we even started this podcast. Yeah. We recorded this thing. Yeah, exactly. Nice. It, 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 we were going to do it, we were going to do it, and then we thought, well, let's wait till, you know, it's closer to time for their their farewell show. That's right. And and I think if if I'm remembering correctly, they agreed kind of that that would that would be cool too. Yeah. So we've been sitting on this one for a couple few months, something like that. Yeah. And so uh, you know, you're you're gonna you're gonna get the ins and outs here finally. All right. Well, before we get into that, as always, we are sponsored by DEB Concerts, promoter based out of Tulsa that brings in. A lot of kick-ass shows to the Tulsa area, generally always at the Ideal Ballroom, and always hosted by Eddie Trunk. They brought in, you know, bands like Warrant, Firehouse, Jack Russell's Great White, Faster Pussycat, Steel Heart, Bisto Blanco, Dokken, oh, yeah. Lita Ford. <clears throat> the list is very long. And coming up in just about a week and a half, December 8th, L.A. Guns, and Junkyard. Nice. I can't wait for this one. Yeah. I've said that every fucking episode, yeah. but I really can't. Well, yeah, we've been saying that for a while because we both didn't give up on the fact that we'd see Junkyard. Just thought, you know, when are we ever going to get to see Junkyard? Yeah, it's going to be on some and, weird, rare, out-of-town thing or some shit. We yeah. didn't think they'd come to Tulsa again. So, yeah, we're very glad that DB is bringing them along with L.A. Guns. Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis are back together, if you did not know that. They've been back together for over a year now. and So they are kicking ass as well. And that show also features our good friends in the band Grind. Yes. Who are a very great band. You need to get there early to see. And there is also a fourth band on the bill called ODD, based out of Atlanta, who's also a great melodic rock band. So get there. The show starts at 7. you got four great bands. Can't go wrong. It's going to be awesome. Then, something else that is going to be awesome is the Mighty Saxon. Holy fuck. February 13th, 2019, Saxon returns to Tulsa. Be there. Yes. This will be amazing. We say this every week. If you haven't seen Saxon, I don't know what's wrong with you. This is a great opportunity to do it. They're doing a a tour that's, you know, a mini tour that's actually kicking off in Tulsa. Yes. I think as they head up to the Monsters of Rock cruise late February or early March, something like that. Okay. So this is a don't miss show. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're a high octane show after what almost forty years. You know, they're they're still it's still as good as it's ever been. Uh, they haven't lost one single step. That's right. Uh, and it, it's going to be an amazing show with IDL. I can't, I can't, can't imagine what's going to unfurl before my eyes and my ears. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> yep. That show as well, hosted by Eddie Trunk. So get out there, buy your tickets. Oh, I didn't mention what? Down for five and Mud Flux. That's right. And Eddie Trunk is not hosting this one. Oh, he's not hosting no, that one? No. He, I okay. heard on his show that he will, he, 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 Talked about the show, but he has a prior. Okay. I think he's one of on one of those other cruises or something. Gotcha. Something like that. 
But, but he, is, he yeah, will be at okay. LA Guns and Junkyard? Yes, for sure. Yes, definitely. So there you go. But yeah, once again, thank you to DEB. If you're going to these shows, hit up any of the opening bands. Like I mentioned, Grind, Mud Flux, Down for Five. Buy tickets from them. You save a few bucks. It helps them out. That's right. If you're from out of town and you can't connect with them for some reason, hit up Stubwire. That's where you can buy these tickets. Exactly. And we'll see you there. Definitely. Speaking of shows coming up in just about a week, Void Vader yes. is making their return to Oklahoma, which is very cool to say because we had Eric from Void Vader on. I mean, it's been quite a while back, probably a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And that was before Void Vader had really did any kind of touring out of the outside of the West Coast. And they made a West Coast run here, I believe it was late last year or early this year. Okay. And they were in Oklahoma City area, we weren't able to make it. But this one is coming up December 4th at the Blue Note in Oklahoma City, and we will make this one. Yes, we will yeah. be there. And they are actually kicking that tour off this week, and it's got... Man, I can't remember how many, 15 at least, dates on it. So you're in the Midwest. You got all kinds of chance to see these guys. They're going up through this area of the country and then back across to, to California. So speaking of Void Vader, we're going to play their brand new single. This is called Put Away Wet.
Put Away Wet from Void Vader. Their brand new single just dropped this past week, the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday to be exact. That's right. You can find it on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. I thought this song, as William Miller in Almost Famous puts it, incendiary. <laughs> I love incendiary. Haven't said that enough. No. <laughs> I mean, this song is just, you know, high octane. I think I just already said that fucking once earlier. Fuck it, whatever. Yes, <laughs> this is this is like my kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about these guys quite a bit. Played them a couple other times. You know, just that raw, dirty rock and roll that's just amped up. It's, you know, like you want to call it metal, but you also want to call it rock and roll. It's kind of like Motorhead does. You know, yeah. It's like we're a rock and roll band, but they're obviously heavy. Void Vader, you know, always kind of is in that vein to me as well. Sometimes had a stone rock vibe, but this is even more melodic than some of the earlier stuff, I think. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just really looking forward to seeing these guys live finally and see what else they've got coming in store in 2019. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So go back and check out that Eric, that episode with Eric Kluber when he was on here. Very cool. And check out Void Vader. And if you're in the Midwest, like I said, Follow them on Facebook and see where they're playing. We know they're playing December 4th in Oklahoma City. And again, we will see you there. That's right. All right. Something random I thought of that I meant to bring up like two or three episodes ago. Okay. That's cool. I got a random too. So you go first. Okay, cool. <laughs> that I don't know why we didn't mention, but the Trivium came to Oklahoma City. That tour, it was pretty badass tour. Trivium, Avatar, and Light the Torch. Yes. Which we would be all over, but it was the same night as... Our Thunder Underground Fest. Right. Yes, so sir. we didn't even talk about it beforehand, because why promote someone else's shit when we got something going on, right? <laughs> and of course, we didn't talk about it after, because we didn't go. But a few, just a few shows after that, for the final, what, four or so yes. shows, Matt Heafy had to leave the tour, because his wife was giving birth earlier than expected. Yes. And instead of cancel the... You know, Trivium canceled their part... They just had the opening acts, which were Johannes from Avatar and Howard Jones from Light the Torch singing his place. Yes. And I just wanted to say that as much as I think Trivium's cool and I like to see him live, I would pay twice as much to have seen one of those shows. <laughs> well, because those two guys are fucking unbelievable. And just to <clears throat> see him, just to see a rare opportunity like that. Yes, would just be... I, I would. I, I'm the kind of guy where I, I wouldn't have if, if I had. I had tickets if I'd bought tickets to one of those shows, you know, in advance, I wouldn't have been disappointed. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I wouldn't have been bummed because, you know, that's a rare thing. It's different. It might not be exactly what you, you, you bargained for, rightly so, but still, I mean, you, you got to see that. And I mean, I can't imagine that they didn't entertain. So oh, yeah. it would have been really cool to see, to see that, you know, how that went off. Yeah, because, I mean, you're talking about Howard Jones, one of the best vocalists in metal. Yeah, pretty much. Johannes, who was an amazing vocalist. Yeah, both he, those guys, he can do, he can, that guy, man, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And both those guys have albums out this, this year that are, you know, top list worthy albums. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, now, I just want to throw that in and that would have been cool as shit and I wish I could have seen it. Yes. Yeah, I mean, that had to have been... I'm sure you could go watch some shitty YouTube video. Yeah. But fuck that. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, 
I, I was going to bring up to you, I, I, I saw something, I know we've talked about this, it's been quite a while, but, you know, they had, I think their album just came out, and there's been things going on, you know, the, the feeds and the websites and whatever, and the Sirius XM and anyways, but what's your take on uh, Alien Weaponry? Do you, do you remember? Do, do I need to jog your memory? No, I know. Okay, gotcha. Um, New Zealand, they kind of yeah. do. They kind of harken back to their ancestors, right? But they kind of do metal. Yeah, I mean, well, of course they do metal, but they keep it in the metal. You know, it's uh, it's weird because I was just thinking about it the other day when I first heard them. You yeah. know, that when they had that single out like earlier this year, yeah, or late last year, whenever it was, and instantly I'm like, this is fucking great. Yeah, but. The more I heard it, the more boring it got to me. I see. And then now when I heard their new song, I'm like, this is cool, but it's just, there's not much diversity there, which doesn't really matter because I love a lot of bands that don't have a lot of diversity, but that's just my initial take. I listened to some of their other stuff when that first song was out Mm -hmm. and all I've heard of anything new was the one single that Sirius is playing. Yes. And I like it, but it's just. It doesn't blow me away as, it, as as I thought it did instantly, but what blows me away is when I found out that they're like 17 or Yeah, something. they're like 15 or 16 or, or some shit, I don't know. And it blows my mind that the sing, the voice, mainly, mm-hmm. is coming out of someone that's like 16. Yeah. Because it doesn't sound put on at all. I'm like, how's he... I don't know. It just doesn't sound sick. You know, it's yeah. kind of like we talked about Coulter Wall. It doesn't sound like a <coughs> 21-year-old. It sounds <laughs> like a 7-year-old. No shit. No shit. <laughs> I I'd listen. I'd I'd seen it. Like I said, I've been seeing this shit for a week or two, and I'd, you know, I put it on my list as it worked today, and I was like, I'm gonna listen to this record. Is this like the new one? Or yeah, that, it's a or? new one. Okay. Um, it released 2018. I threw it in my list of 2018 releases. You know, so when I need to start compiling my best of, um, I, I kind of get what you're saying. It, it was real. And I hate, you know, because I feel like a big, dumb, white American when I say this kind of thing. But it it kind of it makes me feel like it's, you know, it, it just harkens back to Roots by Sepultura, the whole album. <laughs> it's very tribal and very, you know, it's spoken in their native, you know, their ancient language. And that part, you know, it's the news. I can't. <clears throat> I read all about it and I can't. I don't know how a lot of this stuff is pronounced. So I'm not going to try to do it because I don't want to disrespect the culture. Um, but I do, I do think that bringing that to the forefront is really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just, I noticed a lot of similarities between that and the roots record by Sepultura. And that is not a knock in any way, shape or form. And well, no, cause roots is fucking. Weird. Yeah. And that's one of the best fucking metal records of all time. I mean, if anything, it's probably shows me in a, in a bad light for, you know, like I said, being the big dumb American, but, <laughs> um, I just thought that, like, kind of got that, too. It was real just, like, you know, sporadic. I th- It was very, uh, you know, it was very primal. Um, I thought it would maybe kind of pick up a little bit more sometimes. Um, and, and there are songs in English. Yeah. And, you know, I really it, it gravitated towards those. Not, not, not because... I can understand what they're saying because I'll listen to Corpaclani all day long. I don't give a fuck. Right. You know, um, and and that's straight finish, you know, straight through. And it does not bother me. Um, But just the ones with English were just a little bit more catchy, a little bit more 
streamlined, you know? So I don't know. I was just, I, I knew that we had talked about them before. So I was just yeah. curious your take on them. But I mean, I, I you know, there's, <clears throat> there's just simple things that one, you know, they're young, they're young playing guitar, bass and drums. Yeah. Two, I whole, I love the whole, you know, uh, respect to their, their ancestors thing. Three, the name is fucking cool. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and which comes from District Nine. Oh, okay. The movie District Nine, by the way. I think I saw that. I don't, can't remember. Was it the shit coming out of the, th- the sky or some shit? Yeah. I don't know. But, anyways, uh, well, just to add to what you're saying about yeah. the ancestor thing, I just thought that was, you know, really cool because apparently the language they're speaking is like, What's the right word? It's not that it's not existent. It's just like no one uses it. Yeah. And if anyone does, it's like a tiny ass tribe in New Zealand. Exactly. And the, I, okay. I, I read there, they have schools to teach you that language. Okay. And that's where they went, you know, and I thought that okay. was really cool. Yeah. You know, as, as kids, that's, you know, kids are brought up to go to that school if they want. And that, from what I understand, I thought that was pretty neat. So that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, everything I've heard is cool as hell. It's just, I just kind of got the impression from the songs I've listened to that it's just, what's the right word, kind of samey, like mm-hmm. you said before, <laughs> which isn't always a bad thing. No, but no, not at all. I need to listen to the, you know, the newest thing. You listen to the full record yeah. and tell me what you think. Is it, there's a little bit more there, I think. Okay. So, you know. Cool. But yeah, that was my random, so there you go. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <clears throat> well, to the subject at hand. Like you mentioned at the gate, we held this for a little bit. We recorded this probably two, two and a half months ago. Mm -hmm. I feel like it was the beginning of September, maybe. It was still fucking hot as dick outside. It was either the end of August or beginning of September. So we're at two and a half to three months ago. And when, you know, we had talked to Jeremy about having them on at some point, and then they had announced they're breaking up. And so I got a hold of Jeremy and said, well, I guess now is as good a time as ever, mm-hmm. you know, and you want to come yeah. on and talk about that. And then after we recorded this, within a week or two, they announced the farewell show. Yeah. Which they hadn't, you know, previous to this. So, like you mentioned, we thought, well, what if we just hold this until the week of the farewell show? Yeah. And here we are. So if you're in the Oklahoma area. Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Vanguard this Friday night, November 30th, will be Withers' final performance, which will also feature Reliance Code, The Normandies, and Sign of Lies. Yes. Two of those bands I just mentioned recently played Thunder Underground Fest. That's right. And, of course, we've seen Reliance Code multiple times, and we've seen Wither multiple times. All four of these are excellent bands. It's going to be a great show. Great night. Yeah, and they all four bring something a little different, so really looking forward to this. Mm-hmm. If you're in this area, you don't have any excuse not to miss this. It's only 10 bucks. Yeah. And, yeah, so just glad we finally got, you know, a couple guys from Wither on here. We got Jeremy Harrington and Martin Lurch, and we talked about, you know, the reasons for them splitting up and how they were talking about going forward and doing something else, the two of them together as well. Where that's going to go. I mean, this band and, you know, been around for like 15 years. Yeah. And they took a hiatus and just came back two or three years ago. And they're one of those bands that we've mentioned 
as far as a, you know, if you want to call it local or independent or whatever type band that, you know, does everything right, I think, because yeah. they very professional, you know, sounds impeccable. Recording is amazing. Live is great. And then, you know, they have this band had a better merch line than most any independent band you'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And so, yeah, if you're not familiar with Wither, get on Facebook right now, look them up and follow them. Check out these guys' music. They're great. Should we get into this right now, I guess? Yeah, yeah, let's just start it up. All right, here's Jeremy and Martin from Wither. Tulsa area. It's like yeah. my dad's second cousin or something. <laughs> anyone with that name's related somehow. Right. Yeah. So I like I like the crazy people that come to my office and they ask me if I know people with the most common name ever. Guy walks in today too and he was like, Do you know Mike Jones? And I'm like Maybe. <laughs> There's like a million of them. Which one? <laughs> I only know three. <laughs> I guarantee they're not the same ones. <laughs> so I guess the first big question is why End wither, or why did it end? If it was your guy's choice or the other guy's no, choice, or no, definitely no, not our choice. choice. Um, I mean, Jeremy and Jeremy and Chuck um, just decided that they wanted to focus on their careers and their families, and um, you know, I mean, I, I understand it. You know, get older, and those are the things that are important. I've got a career and a family too, but um, you know, they just decided that I guess. Uh, that was Jeremy's son. You know, races. He he does drives little sprint cars, or whatever you call them. Yeah. And uh, actually, they're fast as shit. Yeah, they're them like at, 60, 70 miles an hour. We, we played it's an amazing. outdoor show yeah. at at the racetrack where his son races. And uh, uh, man, I was actually impressed. Was it's about the size of this cool table. Shape. It's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> his son does that. And it's his a two hundred and twenty foot track. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, like and they just miles haul an ass around this thing too. You basically just drift the whole time. But yeah, and uh, and and his daughter's in softball, and and you know Chuck's um, Chuck's got a stepdaughter that you know he just, he raises like she's his, and and they both work for the same company, and and they travel a lot with with their jobs too. So uh, you know, I guess it's just that that's taken a lot of time, and and it. Um, yeah, just needed to be, I guess, the priority for them. So, yeah, definitely wasn't wasn't my choice. No, but, but um, it wasn't a complete surprise. No, no, no. But I mean, it, but it was a surprise. I, 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 I knew it was coming because you, you could feel it. Well, there's been rumblings mm-hmm. for uh, a few months, a while. Yeah, I but mean, I, it, I didn't expect it would be this soon. I figured it'd probably be like end of the year. You yeah, know. that's kind of kind of what I thought too. But um, yeah, it definitely happened sooner than I thought, um, especially because you know we had shows booked, right? And 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 uh, things, commitments and plans and obligations that. But um, yeah, no, it was it was rather abrupt. But <laughs> uh, yeah, a little bit. It is it is what it is. You know, I mean, I'm, I love those guys. Yeah, to there's death. there's no hard feelings or anything. I mean, they've they've been you know friends of mine for. 
shit since before I could buy cigarettes. You know, right? So I've, I've <laughs> known like, them for a long time. I remember playing shows with with them when they were like Ground Zero, like oh yeah, forever ago. You know, a, an entire generation ago. Yeah, but you know, times change. People change. People grow. Priorities yeah. change. It happens. So, what what's the what's the inspiration to start something new as opposed to just keeping the name and, and getting two other guys? Well, <clears throat> some we were just well, talking about earlier. There's a lot of answers to that. <laughs> See, question. yeah, I really yeah. wanted to I wanted to ask that earlier. I'm like, I gotta wait till we're on. Till we're well, we were kind of talking about that when we first got here about <laughs> well, bands like, keeping the name of. Yeah, people leave. You know? Yeah, well, we're not definitely not keeping the name. No, I mean, sure. I figure it's their name. It's yeah, and I don't really okay. a, a name is just a name, you know. Yeah, yeah, it, it it won't be it won't be wither. Um, no. it, it just can't. It'll be, be something different. Um, but it it was for like okay, so you know we're in the middle. I've got all these ideas, right? We're talking yeah. about recording we songs and, and writing new stuff, write. and uh, yeah, and, and I'm coming up with some riffs and stuff and taking it to practice. And going, hey, check this out, you know, and um. Like, yeah, okay, that's cool. We'll keep that and we'll work that, you know, later. Um, and so, like, I've got this momentum of creativity coming, you know, and then, yeah, hey, guys, way. by the way, we're, we're done. <laughs> I hate to, you know, hate and I'm to like, four-way call you. That's, that's, that's All great. Right. Saturday, but by yeah. the way. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's fantastic. I'm, I'm sorry that, you know, but I, I, that doesn't, I can't stop the shit that I want to write. So, right. Um, uh, this is fun. And, and I have to, you know, an object in motion stays in motion, so I don't, I don't want to stay down too long. Like I've got, okay, well, that's awesome. You guys don't, I, but I, I do, you know, like I have to keep going. I have to keep going. Mm-hmm. Music just lets me live. Well, you know you gotta, mean? I mean, you gotta pour it out somewhere, you know. That and like, like <laughs> when, I, when I'm making music, I'm looking for inspiration, right? And I'm looking for uh, to. Well, yeah, I just, I want to be inspired. So I, I'll, I'll get on YouTube and discover new bands. And 90% of the shit that I even listen to now is not even stuff that you'll hear on the radio. Mm-hmm. Most of it you don't even hear on satellite radio just because I just start clicking away. I'm like, I don't know who the fuck that is, but just I'm going to down some rabbit hole. And so, yeah. And so I find these new bands and, and they're, you know, nobody knows who they are because they're not signed or they're not played around here. Cause I, I feel like, I don't know how to say it nicely. There's a people that push music in certain stations that are dialed into a niche and they don't like to expand on what they already play. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't like bringing in new bands, you know? And well, uh, well, that's that's rock radio right. to a fucking T. And mean, if they're bringing in new bands, I, I, have, I make no bones about how fucking bullshit it is. I don't care. I'll talk about that all day. It's yeah. stupid. It, it, well, yeah. No, it absolutely is. And, and it's... And it's yeah, so I, I mean, I don't want to like name stations and whatever, but they're you know they they don't they don't bring in new people and and it sucks because in my mind there is more talent out there that's that's not a signed band that people that are doing it because they love fucking making music mm-hmm. and and they love it so much that they've perfected their craft and you know and they're fucking good and yeah. that's I'm like, oh shit, this band is good and I'll send Marty fucking links. I'm like, check these guys out. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> like at least once a week. Yeah. And, and there's, there's always something, but if I'm not making music though, I'm not, I'm not looking for new music. I'm not, whatever. It, it's hard for me to even go to fucking concerts if I'm not in a band too, because I, I just can't live on one side of the barricade. 
No, I totally hear that. Like, like honestly, for a long time there, I like I don't even listen to music in the car hardly. Yeah, I know. Like I do now again, but it's been a minute. When Wither took our hiatus, like between two thousand eight and two thousand fifteen, I wasn't going to shows. I wasn't fucking mm-hmm. nothing at all. Like, I mean, for part of that, I was a military, so I couldn't. But <laughs> I did see Neon Trees in Louisville for free. But I, I yeah, I couldn't. I, I didn't even buy concert tickets because I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't looking for a, a new band to discover that was going to inspire me to write a new guitar riff or a new anything at all. Mm-hmm. So I, I just couldn't do it. And so, but I, I learned that 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 making music is what makes me. It's like a, a fucking cycle. I make it so I pursue oh, man, it. So I make like, it. And I pursue it, and I you know what I mean. Yeah. And it just one feeds the other. It's like the. Four hours a week, I get to turn my brain off, right? Like, and just and just be. Yeah, like at practice and at shows, it's like your problems fucking disappear just for a little you know while. I mean? yeah. yeah, for a little bit, you're. It doesn't fucking matter, you know. Like it doesn't. You, I can just have fun and meet these new people because you know some of them have seen you before, some of them haven't, and and it's just it's fucking exciting and you know whatever. And people mm-hmm. talk about the craziest fucking shit. <laughs> but it's it's just a, it's an awesome escape you know and and that's what's important to me and I mean I've got my family and my career too but I need this for me yeah I have to I have to so I'm really I'm actually excited about getting together and, and, and the new shit that we're gonna write mm. yeah there are other iterations coming oh yeah yeah for oh, sure yeah. do something different well, you said you were writing stuff up to the point where they said that they were leaving. Is mm-hmm. this? Are you going to carry that over to what you guys do now? Or are you going to just... Because it's still pretty fresh, right? Yeah, right. There's, a, there's a chance. So, I mean, sure. there's a yeah. good chance what you guys do will sound similar to Wither, right? Because of that? I mean, I, 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 I mean there's, there's what I want to do and the direction I want to go and what Marty wants to do in the direction he wants to go and... <laughs> And the, the dude that, you know, we're talking with about drumming now and everything and, and what he wants to do. And, and so, you know, the the consensus is we want it to be heavy. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I and mean, we want sure. it to be, you know, it's got to be melodic. But then whenever, you, you know, you start writing and playing it, well, now the dynamic is it's got to be written in a way that I can sing it, you know, and play right. it at the same time. Right. I mean, I'm not going to be shredding while I'm trying to sing. Yeah. You know, I can't do that. So, um, you know, it's, it's, but I think the, well, just, the, just taking it from a different point of view and doing production first. Yeah, absolutely. And like writing out songs and having, you know, more parts than you can feasibly play live. Why not? Yeah. You know, um, I've never really done it that way. I've never really like written an album and then found a band to play it. I did once, but um, I think it's hard when when you are, are are asking people to come in and and play songs that they didn't mm-hmm. write. No, and absolutely. they didn't have any you know, creative input in. So I can um, remember like when I was moving to Florida and leaving uh, on Wings of Wax and like teaching the bass lines to the person who took over for me. 
And then, like, coming back a couple of months later and going to a show and being like, those are not my bass lines. <laughs> like, you, you, did this, you did the same shit to Wither, though. That's true. Like, that's true. I'm like, hey, Marty, this is the bass line. And you're like, yeah, well, this is what I'm going to play. This is what I'm going to play, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you're right. You're right. I never thought about it that way, though. So I guess writing-wise, <laughs> you want to have your drummer in place so he can put his input in as well as what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think so. I th- I think I mean as of right now the plan is for the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know if we if we bring in somebody else later whether it's a, a singer or another guitar player whatever but as of right now this is uh, you know harpsichord yeah exactly <laughs> hey, somebody play triangle and cowbell um, <laughs> let's do a song with uh, what's it a hammer dulcimer all right <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were those. Triangle looking guitars they played in like medieval times, a lute. Yeah, lute. Yeah, yeah. Okay. get some of that shit going on. Bring in steam. heavy metal banjos. Um, <laughs> well, it's when, when I think about, I don't know. I, I just I think way too fucking much because I'm ADD as shit. Um, what was I saying? Um, no one knows. I think about. <laughs> I think about, like, okay, so the plan is for the three of us. Well, then you think about what does that look like on stage? Well, actually, three fucking people on stage. Number one for the band, it saves you a lot of room on fucking stage. Yep. You know, so that that's awesome, especially when you're doing shows like we were doing where you're opening for whoever's coming through town and you have to backline everything and your fucking drummer is four feet from the edge of the fucking stage and that's all the room you get, mm-hmm. you know, so... That helps, and uh, I know what show you're talking about. All of them, <laughs> <laughs> every one of them, where we didn't get a drum riser, and uh, you know, so be it though. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I like the packed out stage. I do. I don't know. There's something like it makes the energy better or something. I don't. I don't know how to describe it. I like a packed stage. Well, where there's just no room for nothing. For what we were doing. I didn't because I like to move around a lot. That's just what I do. Oh no! Flail. I'm all over the fucking place. Do your place. thrash, yes. But, but uh, yeah, and I'm always afraid I'm gonna like fuck up some expensive ass amp behind right. me or something. Right. But so, but yeah, so that's that's where I think you know I think uh, you know three of us, and, and so it looks cool from the crowd perspective. <laughs> you're like, holy shit! It's only three guys making that much fucking sound, and uh, dude, it's gonna be all about the guitar throws, though. I mean, like music, yeah. music is second. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. You gotta have good vision. Choreography, man. Choreography um, is first. Well, uh, you know, and, and we right talked about rock uh, Marty and I were talking, you know, before before all this happened about uh, you know using elements that we've never used before, like like backing tracks and, and synthesizers and, and Synths shit and that, pads and yeah, a drum lot of programming and yeah, a lot of stuff that we've never done. That, <laughs> a little bit of audio space exploration, right? You know, just uh, change the sound because music is evolving the people that listen to music are changing you know what they want to hear is changing so how can you write it so that you have fun playing it you know it's music that you enjoy writing and playing and and people still want to listen to it they're still going to you know buy tickets and Mm -hmm. you see it you know so it's you just you have to evolve i don't i don't want to sound like we did 10 years ago i want to i want to try you know do i want to it's kind of like what we were talking about before with bands that, that change way too much and some bands that don't change at all. I mean, yeah, do I want to get modern? Yes, absolutely. Do I want to change? No, I want it to still be heavy. I want it, but I still want it to be relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, uh, that's. I don't know, man. There's a fine line there. Like, it's really easy to overproduce. Mm-hmm. 
And if it's detrimental to the track, then it's detrimental. Um, on the other hand, using production as an instrument, you can just you can just run with it. You can you can do whatever you you want, mm-hmm. and it's you know it's art. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can just call it art. And, That's true. Like and slap it on a B side. Listen to nothing more. You know what I mean. Like their their singer now used to be their drummer, and like, have you ever seen those guys live? They use so much shit. Holy fucking hell! They have like two laptops running, and on top of this big scorpion drum yeah, thing that he's that got he that has sound effects on it yeah. with levers, and and like even just listening to their recordings, it's like the verse to me sounds like a bunch of noise, and then the chorus hits you and you're like, "Fuck, that's good." Yeah, you know, man, those, but they're hella awesome. But man, you talk about some fucking production. Mm-hmm. Jesus well, Christ! Well, and making it relatable too. But that you know, and that's how it happened. If if they didn't go through what they went through, and their singer decided, "Fuck it, I'll sing," you know, they wouldn't have come out with some of the best songs I've ever heard. Yeah. So you know, this shit's necessary. Is production something you guys, either one of you, have had experience with? Yeah, I actually have a, a recording degree from Full Sail. Oh, okay. And a music nice. business degree, so I've got a oh, studio wow. at the house. Um, I'm actually working with Pawn Shop Heroes right now. That album is just almost done. We've got some vocals left to do. We've got a, a couple of like fill-in parts, a couple of solos that need reworked. But it's almost a mix. That should be out. I'd My guess would be probably late fall. Okay. Um, and then behind them, I'm hoping that uh, word will spread from working with them and I'll get somebody to just jump right in behind them. Because I'm really enjoying doing the recording side of things, um, but from a production standpoint, yeah, we we definitely want to like do that in house. Yeah, well, that and that and, and uh, the other guy that we've been talking to, I just I don't want to name him because I want to see how it goes. But yeah, I'm no. fucking <laughs> I'm excited as shit about working with him, yeah. and he's also an engineer. He's pretty excellent. So too. I think, which is not my strong point, fucking at all. But uh, between him and Marty, <laughs> he just yells a lot. Yeah, I do. I <laughs> Whatever just, works. Yeah, he books shows and yells. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. You know, <laughs> let me be fucking loud and outspoken. Yeah. All right, and y'all just and do I'll all just, the kickass I'll shit. Do science nerd shit. There you go. <laughs> and between between the two of them, though, like I think we'll oh, we're yeah. pretty fucking solid as it'll, far as <laughs> it'll be. So uh, you could do it entirely. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah for sure. Anybody in, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd probably want to send it out for mastering if we're going to do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not confident about mastering, but. But record and mix, oh yeah. So, on that, I mean, do you guys have a timetable for when you want to get something out recorded, or is that too early? You just want to, like, do you want to do live stuff first? Or? He probably does. I haven't really put a whole lot of thought into it yet. Um, well, my, uh, I, I work at a school. My plate is extremely oh, yeah, full right yeah. now. Me and me and third party <laughs> have, uh, we're going to get together. We, we talked about getting together this week. Um, because he lives, he lives out further West. Um, but he's got a studio at his house too. And, uh, to go out there and start track some fucking riffs and just kind of, you know, doodle and mm-hmm. see, you know, what, uh, what comes out. Um, and, uh, cause he's got, he's got some, some pre-written stuff and I've got some pre-written stuff and, uh, kind of collaborate and see, how it goes because another benefit of 
him being an engineer and having a studio and Marty being one is being able to send tracks back and forth. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, if nothing else, just to get, like, a, this, it's not going to really fit, but, like, to get a look at what's under the hood, I guess. Yeah. Well, and, and, and uh, yeah, and another thing that we talked about, too, is is before, before this is made, uh, I guess, really public is, uh, I mean, paying attention to the details, like, dialing in the tone that you want the sound that you want making sure that even live our guitar and bass complement each other not right we're not fighting for volume you fighting know, for it, volume it, it sounds the way that it's supposed to fucking sound. well and like and that's just it you know like if you're a local band you gather together a few hundred dollars and you slap it down and you slam through an album as fast as you can because you're paying by the hour or by the song and you need to hurry up and get it done because if this takes too long it's no longer going to be relevant mm-hmm we have the luxury of being able to take our time. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd like to, you know, get, get some songs written and then work through them. And does this fit here? And, you know, whatever. And maybe, and, and all of the things that we want to try and play with and see, you know, whatever, and just make every song sound fucking good. And then, uh, you know, once, once it's produced, have, have a fucking CD release party and, and, uh, and debut. Right. Yeah. yeah. Debut with that. Yeah. Right. Come out of the gate already. Oh, that'd be cool. Already yeah. moving. Yeah. That's with it. a full album and yeah. merch. I mean, like the whole bit, you know. Because uh, I didn't go to school for music, but I did go to school <laughs> for business. And uh, marketing is something that I understand very well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that it, it will be built and, um, you know, at least a, a song will be released to, you know, tease. Oh, sure. Absolutely. And, uh, and uh, there will be good imagery and, and things that are going to get attention. Um, cause that's what you got to do. You know, I'm not, I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to be the next national act that has a career just making music, but I don't oh, think that that I'm means that I have to being a national. Yeah. Act. But I don't think that that means that I have to be stuck and limited in what I can do locally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. So I, I think that it can still be, like, Huge. I'm not even interested in that. Like, I've got stuff to do. <laughs> like, I don't want to go on like a... I mean, don't get me wrong. It sounds awesome to go on like a six-week tour. The problem is now we're older and real, and yeah. we know that it doesn't pay to do that. Well... If the salary was there, I just bought. Buy, I just bought a $1,500 bed. Like, I like my bed. I want to <laughs> sleep in my bed. I want to sleep in the back of a van. I've done that. Yeah. You know, it sucks. <laughs> it's fun. I don't know. But Some of those sucks. buses we've been on are comfortable. Though. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna lie. <laughs> I would, I would do that. I would definitely yeah, yeah, do that. Right. I don't know, man. If I could just leave everything behind for six weeks, I'm, I, I'd probably be more interested in chasing that. But you know what? I'm, I mean, now, I'm more interested, and in, because this is what's effective, is micro tours. Yeah. Not, not fucking going out on the road for months and months and months at a time. No. Going out and playing like five shows in three days. Yeah. You know. And then or be home. whatever, or like you know, you mm-hmm. hit a certain mile radius, and well, you that's just it. it. You and book whatever. You book two bars in, like, not like Siloam, but like Little Rock or uh, like Bentonville. Yeah, or hit Fort Smith or the towns that are music yeah, towns. Absolutely, and uh, you, you know, book Dallas, a couple of shows, Austin, yeah, Houston or whatever. You book you home. book uh, a couple of a couple of bars, you know, like an early set and a late set in like even Fort even, Smith, and then like. 
don't even know. Yeah, because like, even these big guys are like, they're going out on the road for what, a month or two months or whatever? They're playing 30 dates or so, 40 shows mm-hmm. over a month and a half, two months, and, uh, and, and going home. You know, they right. tour for two months at a time and that's it. You know, so at a, on a smaller level, yeah, touring and doing whatever. Yeah. A quarter as many shows. It's not, uh, I, I, it's, it's effective. It works. And well, I mean, the point of touring used to be to like make money. get, yeah, make money and get recognition and, and find oh. new fans. And now it's about like living that bus life. Yes. Like we've played with national acts. How many national acts have we played with that didn't just sit on the bus all night? Right. Zero. Yeah. So I'm not about that bus life, man. Like, if we're gonna be out playing, I want to make new fans. I want to make new friends. I want to drink some beers and, and see some shit too, yeah. man. <laughs> Fuck, there's a lot of cool shit out there. Plus, now that I'm like doing tons and tons of photography, every time I go somewhere, I'm like, I want to take pictures. <laughs> it's true. It's accurate. Well, it seems like over the last year, year or two years, you know, Wither was starting to really pick up steam. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> yeah, basically, you're rebuilding. Like, how do you, I mean, you both, like you said, you've got the, the music background, you've got the business background. Is that just what you're going to rely on to come out swinging, basically, without the, the name so. recognition that you had built up before, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, and, and a lot of, I mean, what's going to help is the, the relationships that we built yes. over the last couple True. of years, too. Yes. You know, the networking and, and, and with the promoters mm-hmm. and venues mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, the, the the radio stations that did play us and well and, and it's not even about like the 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 ones that invited us and the ones that uh, we worked with well you know it's those, not it, it it's at some point it stops being about band recognition it starts being about person recognition yeah yeah and so you know like having having that network having that support system having people that like us as people as well as musicians. Uh, for sure. Yeah, we'll be, it'll at least be a, a leg up, you know, it'll be, uh, well, and knowing how to do it, you know, we, we've done, well, sure. The same thing, like, uh, you know, when we, if, if we did any other interview where they asked us, well, what advice would you give to a new band? Well, it's from, it's experience that we fucking got. And yeah. You know, advice for a new band, right just way. be friendly to everybody and keep on going. Right. And so write something new, at doing least at least once every three months, write an entire new song. Yeah, and practicing what we preach is, I think, what is going to help roll out a new band, you know, a new project and a new, with a new name. So, yeah, they'll never heard the name before, but, you know, the people that we've dealt with will know who I am and they'll know who Marty is, and so that'll help get us in front of people, you know. Yeah. Well, and it's like anything else in life, you know. Uh, the grass is green is where you water it. So mm-hmm. whatever you pour your energy into, you know, that's that's where you're going to see success. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you, if you keep a positive attitude and, uh, and just keep your nose to the grindstone and, and, and just challenge yourself, really, uh, try and play stuff that you can't play. You know, if you want to, if you want to have a career as a musician, <laughs> you got an uphill battle, man, <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta be good. And it's not even about like what what good means now, but what good used to mean 30, 40 years ago. Like well, 30, 40 years ago, you well, could be famous just because you were in a band. That's just it. Like in the 70s, they didn't have digital auto-tune. I mean, they had auto-tune. Absolutely. Don't doubt it a bit. 
But it wasn't digital. Like, it wasn't like it is now. I mean, you couldn't just take some guy off the street and shove him in a booth and then tweak it in Pro Tools until it sounds like music, you know? Like, it used to actually take real serious talent and years of dedication and practice. That's true. So what we're saying is Theory of a Dead Man wouldn't have made it in the 70s. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, when... when, uh, I can tell you, there were were far less pop stars, that's for goddamn sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, when everybody's got access to GarageBand, you know, at some point there's a... a, It's fucked up, I read yesterday. A divide, you know, a, a declination between, like... I don't, I don't really know what I'm trying to say. I read yesterday, like, because I don't even know who this... Thank God I've got a teenage daughter to teach me this shit. <laughs> because because I don't know who these fucking new rappers and hip-hop guys are or whatever else. And she was, like, talking about Post Malone, and I didn't know Post Malone was a person. So my first question was, what the fuck is a Post Malone? <laughs> and she was like, no, Dad, it's a person. So I, like, start reading about this guy. And apparently, like, he auditioned for Crown the Empire. Uh-huh. And didn't make it, right. and then records a fucking single that's released two days later and has 600 million views on fucking YouTube? He blew up. It's insane. How? It's insane. I don't know. I like him, though. I do. Like, the ugliest sin. There was a, there was a post, that it was some, like, legit fucking heavy metal band, like COC or somebody. Mm-hmm. He went to their show, and they were taking a picture with him, and I'm like, that's fucking weird. It's weird, man. But I, I heard about him and I saw him. I'm like, come on, get the fuck out of it here. It makes yeah. me laugh. And then you hear him but like the guy can fucking sing. It's like, sing. wow. Maybe. Dude's I got... haven't seen him live. Oh, yeah, and true, it's like Marty true. just said, he like, could be way overproduced. That's, that's true. <laughs> but either way, even if he is overproduced, dude's got pipes. That dude can sing. I did see a video on YouTube of him covering Nothing Else Matters on an acoustic guitar mm-hmm. out of I saw that played too. played it fucking incredible. Man, like, uh... Yeah. So he's into metal. We yeah, know, we know right. that. Yeah. Dude, I, I think he's just like we're gonna get completely outlandish. Just outlandish <laughs> for the sake of outlandish, even. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure the but I tattoos love on his face were ill-advised. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, and what do you his uh, teeth? I don't. But what the fuck ever? I mean, well, when you're worth, uh, he's probably worth ten million dollars. I guarantee sure. it. I guarantee what, uh, it. What do you guys think about Hobo Johnson? Have you listened to him? Never heard of him. Dude, he's from, like, Sacramento. He's, like, a 19-year-old, like, partially homeless kid. And he started putting music on YouTube, and it's just powerful. Really? Like, it's he's clever, and he's a little bit funny. He's really, really clever. But the... I don't know. I don't know how to put it into words. It's very powerful. Wow! Like it's it's got impact. I'll flip that up. Yeah, Hobo Johnson. He's <laughs> really singing, play guitar. Or yeah, he mostly sings. He plays a little bit guitar, a little bit of guitar. I like seeing those uh, dudes that play guitar and they've got like a pedal. Yeah. Instead, they like tap their drum, their you yeah. know, like drum sounds, yeah. and then they loop it, and then they you know add some more or whatever. And it's like mm-hmm. one dude playing twelve instruments. It sounds like, and then he's right. singing and doing it. Yeah. Sure. That's cool as shit. Oh, man. Peach Scone by Hobo Johnson. That's the one to look at. It's really good. Nice. Nice. <laughs> well, speaking of this kind of stuff, like what's some of the stuff that got you guys into music or made you want to do this? Oh, man. Like forever ago or recently? I don't know. Either one. I remember Just, I got a I got a clock radio for Christmas when I was like 11. Because <laughs> we I was, I was homeless as a kid. And so it was 
you know, that was a big fucking deal. And, uh, and I remember like my, my dad listened to country music and my mom listened to like oldies and shit, but like oldies back then, you know, like the Archies mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah. Shit that's actually old. Um, and so I didn't know, I mean, I'm, you know, young, young kid. I didn't know that other kinds of fucking music existed until sure. I found the tuner on the radio. And then I remember rolling through and I heard Red Hot Chili Peppers. I didn't know oh, man. Yeah. Was. And I'm like, what, what is, is this? this? <laughs> and so, like, I sat there listening to it and I didn't touch it after that. I was like, no, I just want to listen to all of this. Whatever and, uh, this is. Yeah. I want. And then, like, you know, and of course, you know, we didn't have, like, we hardly had TV, much less cable or anything else. So the very, like, I remember the first fucking music video I ever saw was, um, uh, Kryptonite by Three Doors Down. <laughs> wow. That was the first time I got to see a music video. That's and fantastic. then I think after that it was like Last Resort by Papa Roach. And uh, I mean, I don't even remember what else, but like starting to see some of those things. And Blink 182. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, what the hell? And then I turned like 14 and, and there's a talent show at school and I see Kenny's band. Yep. And, and I'm like, wow, what was it? It just occurred to me that fucking people can make, like, I can make music. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a job that you go get. This is right. This is like something you do. So on the your wheels own. start yeah. turning, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" So I just start saving up all the fucking change I can find, recycling cans, anything I can fucking do, because I'm gonna buy me a guitar. Right. So um, yeah, That's I saved wild. up and, and bought a bass um, for like 150 dollars <laughs> from uh, like Music Go Round. Or something that came with like a little practice amp, and I was just awesome, man. No, like my story is like almost exactly the same. Yeah, I had my little clock radio and my cheap ass fucking bass, and I would just play to the radio until I, you know, figure the shit out. Yeah, I couldn't read music. I can't. I can't. I can't do. I can read tab. I can't. I can't. I couldn't do any of that. Everything that I've done is self-taught, which is hilarious to me when people ask me to give them fucking guitar lessons. Yeah, I'm like, ah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm <laughs> I don't know what anything I'm doing is called. <laughs> See, for me, it was like, I grew up on like Genesis and like ZZ Top and like, this is what, you know, Black Sabbath, what my dad listened to. A lot of, a lot of Phil Collins, a lot of uh, like Sting. And then like, as I got older into like Garth Brooks, and dude, the first album I bought was Michael Jackson. You tell me you went backwards. You went from metal <laughs> to country, and I was going. Uh, I mean, like <laughs> I was exposed to a lot of uh, like a lot of seventies and eighties rock when I was, you know, like formative years. Yeah. My dad was like a big Emerson, Lake, and Palmer fan, and so like Paper Moon, man, like that whole album is just ingrained into my head. Uh, but for me, it was like I was probably like thirteen or fourteen. And my next door neighbor was a drummer and his brother played guitar and bass. And like, they just came over out of the blue one day and were like, Hey, we're writing a song and we need somebody to play bass. Do you want to just come hang out for a minute? And I was like, well, yeah, I guess, you know, like I'm a giant nerd and you're way cooler than me. So yeah. <laughs> and so they like threw a big, is a, like a American Fender P bass. Oh man. And we're just like, okay, put your hand here, put your hand here put your hand here and just do this. And like immediately I was sold. Like, I think it was, it wasn't more than a couple of weeks later. I, I took like all my birthday money and all my savings and I went to Arson city West and I bought an Ibanez geo that had the little, <laughs> the little kicker amp with yeah. it. Yeah. And my jam was detune the low string until it was a rubber band <laughs> and then turn it all the way up 
and see how long it would sustain. <laughs> My parents hated it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but then, yeah, I met John and Kenny and Jake. And that was like, it was off to the races. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, that's... I know that once I started, I couldn't fucking quit. Even now, I can't stop. Yeah. I, I just can't. Like, I, I mean, I, I hate that this happened. Well, I mean, I, we both had kind of a long hiatus there. You you quit playing too, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, I, I, I got with some dudes, and, and, and we were doing, like, what we said, where we, we produced first, and we wrote, you know, some stuff. And, and uh, but, um, I mean, it never turned into anything that ever hit the stage. Right. And I, A lot of those. Yeah, I, a lot I can't, of those, and I can't do that. I can't. I need <laughs> get together, write four or five songs, almost enough for a show, and then somebody's an asshole. It's it's it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun and all. Like don't get me wrong, I love making music, and I want to produce it. I want to record shit and whatever. But to me, I mean, what's the point of music? It's it's to what to give it to people to put it out there. To you know, you to get some kind of an emotional yes, reaction. Yes, if it's you just want like, to inspire people, and you want to you even know, if it's draw anger, something like, out. I'll of take them. that. I want them to get them thinking. Yeah, I don't care if it pisses you. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't it's, care if you hate it. But I you want react you. To, I want correct. you to see it. I want to play it for you. And that's I don't mean I want to play you my CD. I mean I want to get on stage and I want to fucking play it. That's yeah. what I want to do. And I'm not gonna quit. Like I did that. I quit. I took when Wither stopped for seven years. I stopped, and I'm done stopping. Like mm-hmm. no, I, same. There's man. there's not a there's not a there's no fucking rules to this. There's nothing that says at a certain age you have to quit. There's right. nothing that says you have to fucking quit because. You have such and such obligation in your life. Well, yeah. Whatever. You know, yes, you have to have priorities, right? Don't be a fucking douchebag. Don't do meth. Wear deodorant and pay your fucking bills. Other than that, <laughs> you know, you do what makes you fucking happy. And, and like, I beat that into my daughter. I'm like, do what makes you happy. Don't yeah. fucking compare yourself to other people because as long as you're comparing yourself to somebody else, you'll never be happy. Right. Just do what fucking makes you happy. Music makes me happy. Making it and playing it. And I don't give a shit if I do it until I die. Oh, man. I was in the same boat. Like, I moved to Florida to go to school, and, like, I took all my gear, but, you know, I left a band that was on the on the upswing. Mm-hmm. You know, they went on to play with several national acts while I was in Florida. And, uh, and then the drummer died in a car wreck. And, you know, orig- like, my plan had been, like, okay, I'm going to go and, like, slam through this degree and get it and then come home and we're going to start like really making things happen. And man, when Devin died, like everything just came to a, just a screeching hole. And, um, a lot of people took that really hard. A lot of people took that really hard, man. He was a, a lot of, a lot of people took that really hard. He was a, an excellent guy and an excellent drummer. And I'm, dude, I miss him all the time, even now. Um, but yeah, man, like that was the start of my hiatus. Like I, I just lost interest altogether. I played an acoustic show when I moved back because De- I think Devin had only died like four months before or something like that. They were having a benefit. Mm-hmm. And so I went and played that and I was a hot mess. Like I cried all night. It was, it was, it was, a, it was rough. There, there's, you know, there's one thing though that I like now that we didn't have then is, you know, back then, Tulsa had an awesome music scene. Yeah, right? we boy, had, it we sure had, did. We had amazing fucking bands. There was lots and lots of talent. Dude. And I'm not saying that real. we don't now, but the thing that I do like that we have now is is the people that are pushing the shit like We Are Tulsa Music Awards. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the people that are pushing recognition. Right. Um, that, I, I like 
how everybody's supporting everybody now. Yes. Uh, it, there's still a lot of competition, and oh, I think yeah. and a lot of that stems from promoters. It doesn't well, stem from the bands. It, it's promoters pitting bands against each other yes. to sell mo- the most tickets to get a better time slot. See, to, that's what I remember I about like the scene that, from but, 10 years ago is like coming to play shows and then somebody drop an F-bomb on stage and somebody who didn't like that pull the plug and that's your set for the night. Yeah, depending you on know? the venue. Depending on the venue. But, yeah. or, but I do remember like a lot of I don't know if competition is the word, but animosity mm-hmm. between other bands and people getting, you know, the the sidewall, the storage unit kicked in. I think it had more to do with scenes, too, because it people really clicked. Real. You know what I mean? They, they would. People would click up. They're like, you're a, you're the fucking emo kid. You're a screamo kid. You're a metalhead. You're a fucking juggalo. You're a whatever. And they and then, did, and they <laughs> fought each other like they were fucking gangs. Like fights. And, uh, real fights. And now yeah. we're in our 30s, and who cares? Yeah, no shit, right? I got real <laughs> fucking problems now, dude. Yeah, even, right? Let me go write a fucking song about my broken washing machine. Okay? Oh, amen, Jesus. brother. <laughs> but I'd listen to that song. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, so you know, that, Kmart. that goes <laughs> in great with one of our questions was that, you know, what do you see the scene today? And, you know, like a minute ago, we were talking about how, you know, back when we were talking about you know, fanzine and Admiral Twin and how that was a really cool time. I oh, love man. that there Do you remember people... Antenna Lodge? <clears throat> God, yeah. I remember that name, that but I don't remember. Was that they the one with Plumley in it? I think so. That's it's like it's been too long. Fellows I only now. saw him once Fuck. when I was like 18. That name the, is so fucking familiar. Yeah. They put out two albums. I've actually got both of them. Yeah. Uh, Man, they were so good, and I like I was at the cave at Ninth and Sheridan because they paid us in beer. Yeah, they paid us, and we'd come and play, and they'd pay us in beer. We were like eighteen. That's where I got cigarettes awesome. before I could get cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> and so like all I remember is I was like eighteen years old. I was like three or four beers deep, and and Ten Lodge came on stage, and they were like, "All right, children, go ahead and settle in. I'd like you to think of this as story time at the library." And that's the only thing they said. And then they played like an hour long set. And it was just nails. Amazing set. Wow. <laughs> I like that now we have the, the platforms that we do that we've got Facebook and Instagram and, and the, and the, the it, I mean, I hate it because I like, I prefer, <laughs> yeah. I prefer yeah. interaction, yeah. right? Like face to face. Like I don't, I don't like staring at a screen all day, but I love the way that it brings people together and that it, because it'd be impossible for me to talk to every friend that I have in every fucking band all at the same time in any other way. Sure. Right? Because we're not all going to play a show together at the same fucking time. We're not all going to whatever. Mm-hmm. But it does give us a way to talk about each other and to recognize each other. And I love the people that are fucking doing that. Like, uh, Roger, um, Sigo? Yeah. Roger's doing a shit ton of that. And, and I fucking love it. He's all about it. And then, uh, he's a great guy. I like yeah, that guy quite and, a bit. And, uh, uh, Ryan Paquette is doing mm-hmm. yeah. a ton of it. And I love that. I love Dude, what Mugen they're doing. Blew up. Yeah. I, I love that, that they, that they're doing that. And, and I don't, I don't know. I guess it, it helps. I love that there's still people in the scene that have the fucking drive to do it. Like what? Like Fist of Rage and Grind just like tore through fucking Texas. Yeah. You know? And, what like, I I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not calling anybody old, but they're older <laughs> than I am, and they're still doing and that. They're still, still rocking. I don't give a shit. That's fucking I mean, we, awesome. We played like, with both of them just a few months ago, mm-hmm. and, and man, they dude, that acoustic fucking set that Grind did that it was that, amazing. That was yeah. fucking dope. So good. Yeah. And like, what a shit, what a yeah. great way to like turn somebody not showing up into like a a positive. Yeah, yeah, that was fucking badass, man. 
It was not what I expected at all, and it if blew they me away. To this, I want them to fucking do, do that again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, well, no, I remember I, when I, you guys interviewed them, and uh, I distinctly remember y'all saying that we were one of the most professional bands you'd see. Yep, <laughs> that made me feel so good. Too. It really like, did, yeah, though. Like it was, it was good to get like positive feedback from somebody who doesn't have a stake. Right. Yeah. yeah. There, there's there's no interest in it, so you, there, there's no obligation to say anything at all. But, yeah. So yeah, that's fucking but, awesome. But I, I, I just like that I took people, that to heart. Like I like that there's there's still people that have the drive that that want to do this and are are trying to make it big. Mm-hmm. Are, are you know and and fuck, I like that there's people making. Like Brandon Young, dude, right? that making, guy, he's making a completely different kind of music now. But I love that he's still fucking making it. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> he's so. never gonna stop, man. Yeah, like well, I've known Brandon for a long time. He's booked shows. I've played shows with him. We went to Arkansas together. I've known Brandon, God, at least a decade, probably more like going on twenty years. Probably mm-hmm. now, I'm too young for that. <laughs> Fifteen years, we'll say at least. And man, like I've seen him go through. Probably six or seven different genres of music, and he just keeps cranking them out, man. He's one of the most prolific songwriters that I've ever seen. And now, like, I know he's doing videos. I know he's doing a little bit of recording on the side. You've like, got a CD release coming up, too. Yeah, props to that guy, man. Mm-hmm. Like, keeping that's that, fucking badass. To me. I mean, I he's love been it. keeping that hustle strong for like fifteen years. Mm-hmm. That's dedication to a craft, man. I, like, that's well, yeah. admirable. I, I, you know, I love that, and 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 I hope to continue to see people um, just taking never their time to write good songs, yes. not just shitting out fucking music. And what bar can I get booked yeah. at now? How fast you can know? we crank out another album so we can sell it? And right. Make, like, it, yes, money is great. Yeah. But like for me, I don't care if I get paid for this. It would be nice. But yeah. I really like. I've got my own thing going. I don't need to get paid for this. I do this because. I want to do this. Yeah, I mean, we're we were doing we were doing good to break even on, yeah. on what was invested into merch and you know everything else. And every time we had to fucking buy strings or you know something fucking broke that had to be replaced. God, I'm so glad I didn't have to replace my wireless. But um, you know, we we were doing good with <laughs> the money that we made off day two. <laughs> yeah, right at Rockahoma, my fucking wireless oh, fuck. breaks like. Middle of a fucking song. Luckily, <laughs> I stashed a fucking cable behind my amp just in case. Yeah, and so, I mean, no, it fucking it breaks and, and it broke. And luckily, it was in a part where I didn't have anything to play. So I'm like, cool, switch. And yeah. so, I mean, did my own tech in there. And that was uh, quick <laughs> as fuck. But I we fixed, fixed the it though. Yeah. Hell yeah, we did. We fixed it. It's all zip tied together, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we, so we were doing good to fucking, to break even on, yeah. on, on the, the few shows that did pay us. And the money that we made on merch, it, it was, we kept merch stocked. We were able to get some new things, mm-hmm. you know, but that's the whole fucking well, thing. Well, like, people something, that they want, they want something to wear, you know, the shot glasses and the flasks, like what those we just, were, you know, yeah. had with y'all. And, I still need to get those from you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got to save some of those. But we <laughs> but, had like, we had an online marketplace that had like. Fucking everything. Everything. Yoga pants and fucking. The yoga pants cases. Awesome. <laughs> Dude, I had a whole online store and you'd be amazed at people like fucking bikinis. People would buy fucking everything. You just put your fucking name on it, and they're like, "Straight up, sweet wither condoms, I'll take them." Yeah. Like my <laughs> wife bought the like the white bikini and the white yoga pants, and they're like awesome. <laughs> I don't know what other way to put it. They just like well, and I was I was kind of cool. With those they were, they were all really high end. Like yeah. all the material is really nice. I 
I think we should do that again. That oh, was, yeah, definitely. That's great. And, and so and it was cool because I did everything with a fulfillment company. Um, so, yeah, we didn't you know, have to we touch didn't, it. Didn't know the, yeah, we didn't have to stock it and, mm-hmm. and hold on to it um, or, or pay for it ahead of time. But uh, the the con is you don't know the quality of it until somebody buys it and you get to see it. Yeah. That's so, why I've always been worried about doing that kind of stuff. Well, the quality, she, ended the up quality awesome. was fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will definitely do it again. And now, you know, I know the things to sell, too. So. Well, and then it helps to have, like, hot women in tight yoga pants and bikini tops at right. your merch table. With right. your name, yeah. With, yeah. Your, with your gear, yeah. yeah. Or mannequins, because I or, just love Or mannequins, mannequins. yeah. <laughs> I don't we should get some full-size ones next time around. Yeah, Instead right. of just, like, torsos. <laughs> Listen, I, I went with what I could find on Marketplace and Craigslist. <laughs> we need to get some... I'm some, resourceful. Some plus size models. We'll find some uh, retail store that's going out of business and buy what they've got. Yeah, there's got to be some full size things on Craigslist. Yeah, like go or something. They are, but dude, people <laughs> like want outrageous amounts of fucking money for them. I'm like, I don't know. I could pretty cut down a tree and carve one myself. Or you, there's so many I'm not jokes giving you a thousand dollars for a fucking mannequin. It's because the hole's already drilled. Whatever, I'll go to Priscilla's or whatever it's called and buy a fucking blow up doll and stick the merch on. That's actually a good that's idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. somebody's gonna go still. I can't fucking talk about ideas too much right now. I don't know. What I think that's you a good cut idea. That out? So nobody has an idea before you. He's gonna do it with a fucking Thunder Underground. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got one back probably there already. Be, right? This fucking awesome. guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to see that now. I need somebody to come <laughs> Hey, look, what was it? One of the I don't remember what local band it was, but they were getting out like porn and sex toys at one of their shows. <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember who it was. Is but that, I do was it Kick that. Tree or what are they now? Out of Sync. Yeah. Yeah. I think they it was were, them. Yeah, they were giving away sex Maybe. toys. I hope it was them because I just name <laughs> dropped, but. Whatever. Yeah, if it wasn't, well, they better well, claim it. They fucking yeah, yeah, did. Yeah. But I know that somebody did because I remember seeing the the pictures on Facebook too. They had an entire box of porn DVDs, and I'm like, they know this shit's free online. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, box everybody has the entire world's catalog of porn in the, I know yeah, in your pocket. <laughs> my grandma would beat the shit out of me if I told her that I have a device in my pocket that I can summon. The entire wealth of human knowledge, and I only use it to argue with people on social media and watch porn. And brick breaker, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing. You were saying, like, what do you, you know, what do we uh, think about the scene now? I love that people are supporting each other, regardless of all the bullshit in the world happening, regardless. Yes. Who you fucking voted for and your political views and no matter what's in the fucking news, like, cause Lord knows I've pissed enough people off with the shit that I fucking say well, on like, Facebook, but it doesn't stop us from playing shows. It doesn't stop right. people from buying our shit and they still come, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say some outlandish shit. I'm just going to well, cause I'm outspoken and I don't give a fuck. Going, but, going political's a gotcha anyway. It really like, is. Like, look at, um, that Bo Burnham's country song. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's talking about pandering. And, yeah, you know. it, that's exactly what it is. Like, look, we're not all going to fucking I'm, agree, I'm not but saying I'm still that, going to your shows. I'm not saying. saying that it was a bad move for Limp Bizkit to cover Behind Blue Eyes right after 9-11. <laughs> but that shit's pandering. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, but that's, that's, that's the good thing is, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. What happened in, yeah, on TV or in the news or what the president said this week or, or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. people want to call each other based on whatever party affiliation or anything. It doesn't fucking matter. It's, it's about matter. making some people you know, We're all still going to play the same shows together. We're going to yeah. get booked together. We're going to whatever. 
You know what I mean? Whether we agree or not, you know, so we might as well fucking get along. And we do, you know, and I, I know that I've, I've disagreed with people loudly and <laughs> frequently. Yeah, I, I have. And hey, then, I you always know, enjoy when I see if and one of your posts come through Facebook, I'm like, not even knowing what it is, it's going to be good. Just, <laughs> at least the hey, I, need to, I need to just comment on this so that I can get the notifications. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> sure. <laughs> that, I'll do a, that, too. You're I'll, just I'll, a shitster. I'm a fucking troller coaster, dude. <laughs> but Habitual line stepper. <laughs> well, when people will realize that it's not real, it's Facebook. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. See, that's why I just lurk, man. I'm a lurker supreme. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I will fuck with you if you really like are believing everything you read and, and everything, and it affects you, your life to that point, then, you then yes, I'm have some fun with you. <laughs> but yeah, the thing is, and, and I don't know, it could be fake. Everybody could just be nice to my fucking face and talk shit behind my back. I don't really care if that's the case. Talk I, shit behind my back. But... The thing is, when I do see you or whatever, and it's somebody that I know I've disagreed with, we're still nice and we drink a beer together and we talk and we catch up and we bullshit and, you know, yeah. and it's good. And I like that. I like that everyone is still fucking doing that. So yeah, yeah, that people, can, people are adult enough to get yeah. past it and, you know. Yeah. Don't jump in the crowd and punch some guy out in the front row for... <laughs> oh, oh, I heard goodness. about that. Yeah. I don't Social re- distortion. Yeah. yeah I, was like, I haven't even read it yet and I'm just like heartbroken. Because I fucking love Mike Ness. I'm like, don't. It's like, I don't I give a shit what the fucking person said. Don't do that source shit. And I love Mike Ness, <laughs> but you're 56 years old. You should fucking know better than to just fucking do that. Just let the guy flip right. you off. <laughs> you know? You know, the funny thing is, like, they're, they're, it's concerts that ruin <clears throat> bands for me. Like, I can't stand bands that wear their own merchandise. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, I had to at one show because they're wearing a shirt on it that said, fuck, and we were playing in front of a bunch of kids. And yeah. so I had to change my shirt, and all no, we had was our merch. So I just shirt. grabbed a wither shirt. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, but like, but the bands that do it, like, Five Finger Death Punch, I fucking hate them. I'll just say it right now. I like them anyway. If you liked any song for like, from 90s to 2000, they'll ruin it for you. Yeah. I tell you right now. Pretty goddamn much. I yeah. agree. I <laughs> and and agree. like, if you like see them live, like they do, the, oh, that front man, what's it, Ivan? Fuck that guy. He's like, he does the annoying <laughs> intro to every song. He's like, like if someone's fighting in the crowd, he's like, you're just bad company. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me, you cheesy son of a bitch? Like, and he'll do that with every fucking song. It's you know? like Alien Ant Farm, man. Yeah, and like, like, I think I saw Shine Down at the Brady a long, long time ago, and he did it too, and I was like, you know what? I just can never listen to you again. Like, I just can't. You came out wearing a Five Finger Death Punch jersey, okay, and then you did the cheesy intro thing, and you just well, you ruined like, you for me. I come used on, to OTEP, nobody cares what your opinion is. You yeah, know? but that bitch, she's the one that like wouldn't let people sell merch or something. Yeah. You know what happened? Something, yeah. Something yeah, like, like you couldn't that. sell merch during her set or some shit? Yeah, right. That's fucked up. I used to have a big old crush on her, though. Yeah? I used to think she was so hot, but man, that bitch crazy. You, you ain't got the right equipment for her. <laughs> no, it's still attached. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was like, well, I mean, like, when we played with, with, with Kitty a few times, but like... I wish oh, I'd been there for that. Ooh, that man, like so dude. Tara, mm. so hot. Yeah, it was very hard. I was like, I don't do like the starstruck thing. Like, I love when we meet bands or whatever. I'm like, dude, great to see you. I love you guys, you know, or whatever. And like, I like to ask them where they're going next and mm-hmm. and whatever. But like, I never was like, oh my god, we signed my tits, you know, or whatever. <laughs> like, like, I never did that. But like with them, I was just like, 
Oh, hang. <laughs> yeah. No, man, I, I can relate to that. I used to be a Hopesful, like, huge Hopesful fan. And I saw him at the Diamond Ballroom, and, like, I was sick. We'd been on, like, a three-day road trip going, like, Arkansas, Lawrence, Kansas, OKC, going to see three different shows. And I was, like, my nose was all runny, and I was just miserable. My allergies were blowing up. And, like, I got to meet Jay, the singer from Hope's Fall at the time. And I was like, oh, my God, you're Jay. Like, I did that, like, stupid starstruck thing. <laughs> and, like, I talked to him for maybe two minutes. And I, it occurred to me while I was talking to him that, like, he's just as big of a dork as I am. Like, these are just normal people. Yeah. I and, fucking hate when I don't know what a band looks like. Like, <laughs> I've never seen their pictures or whatever. Like, I've listened to you on the radio a million yeah. times, but I don't know what you look like. And, like, and you go to, like, Rockholm or something, and these motherfuckers are walking around, and you see them, and then you don't realize it's them until they're on stage later. Holy <laughs> shit. That happened with fucking Disturbed. Like, their guitar player, Dan, whatever. Yeah. Like, where, uh, it was, uh, is that, it was, I think it was at Edgefest or whatever. And I was walking by, and I saw him, I was like, man, that guy looks kind of familiar. You know, whatever. I like, and there's nobody around. Like, I could have just walked up, said hey, and just hung out with the guy for right, a minute. Right, right. But I know the fuck it was, or whatever. Right. And then, like, you know, the show's going, or what, and then they fucking around. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Son of a bitch. No, dude. I gotta start looking this shit up. When I was doing my cancer stuff, I was back in town for the weekend, and Astronautilus and Y were playing at the Vanguard. And I like both of them quite a bit. Y is incredible if you're into really obscure hip-hop. Uh... And so I'm sitting through Astronautilus, who's, uh, he's from the West Coast, he's from like Washington State, really fantastic kind of spoken word hip hop. And uh, Jaime Wolf, the singer from Y, is standing literally right in front of me. And I know it's him, and I can't, like, I can't bring myself to be like, oh my God, dude, like, your last album was so fucking good, and I have so many questions. And, Do you really, like, chase 16 year olds? And, <laughs> but you know, like, I, I can relate to that. He was like right there, and I wanted to be like, I know who you are. See, my problem is I've never known who they are. I'm like, yeah. oh, oh, that fucking sucks. I feel like missed opportunities, man. Ugh, I hate that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a huge Hank Three fan, and I know, oh hell yeah, I know exactly what he looks like. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at Phil and Samo's uh, solo show at the Canes like three or four years ago, mm -hmm. and there was this dude standing directly in front of me, and he was wearing leather fucking jacket, mm -hmm. and I'm like. And it was fucking July. Right. I'm like, why is this dude wearing a jacket in the canes? And it was hot as shit, you know, even though they had, you know, they had the air now and everything, but it was still just fucking hot. Yeah. And I'm like, this guy's an idiot. But it's hot in there at night yeah. in summer. And then, you know, probably halfway through the set, you know, it feels like I'm going to bring up a buddy of mine. And this dude just walks up and it was Hank 3. And I guess he had his jacket on for, so he'd be show ready. <laughs> or he played a super high. joint song. Yeah. 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 That's insane. It's, yeah, that's probably that. I wonder what he's doing in Tulsa. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> well, speaking of the branding and all that that's stuff, I, I know you guys aren't going to say it, but have you guys came up with a name yet? No, I haven't thought. About I've, it. I've, I have. I've tossed a bunch of ideas around. I mean, I have that. some ideas, but none of them are any good. What I want is, is, and I've done this, you know, before, where you know you're trying to start a new project, and and to me, the I think the hardest part about it, the was was getting to the first practice, getting everybody together, setting all your shit up, and actually making something happen, you know, and so. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't want to name something that that isn't real yet. 
I mean, it's it's real, right? Like all the plans are there. We're going through with this. We've got the people. We've got the equipment. You know, and uh, you know, it's what we're going to start writing here soon, like production soon, um, as far as recording some scratch tracks and 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 uh, at least get, start getting get some yeah, ideas getting, down getting the paper. sound. But until until there's uh, that. Until it feels more, you know, to me, like there's until there's, some, there's until there's some steam behind it. Yeah, yeah I don't really want it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I remember being in like Memory of a Lost Cause, I think it was, and like our songs might have had names, mm-hmm. but I didn't know them. They were one through seven. That's, <laughs> that's, that's what those songs were. Set list four, three, six, one, two, four, seven. You know. <laughs> Let's do yeah, it. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah. As far as yeah, band name goes, I want to. Plus, like, I mean, sometimes it just comes to you, but I, I want to have. I want everybody's input. This isn't my band. It's not just Marty's band. It's not mm-hmm. just third party's band. You know, like, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's everyone's. Right. It belongs. Uh, your input matters. Yes. And group, I think group collaboration. Yeah, even when we we wrote songs with Wither, it was like. Hey Chuck, I've got a drum idea. Try this, you know, or whatever. And so, and that's and that's important to me that everybody's input, you know, right? Fucking I mean, guitar, like, bass, lyrics, I drums, think, everyone's. I think there was more than one time like somebody'd just be dicking around between songs, and somebody else would be like, "Keep doing that." Yeah. What does that fit with this? Yeah. What about this? Yeah. And then Chuck would be like, "Oh well, let me yeah. slap this loud." Thing. Yeah. You you could be, you could sit there and play a bass line and be like, "Hang on." Chuck and I grew <laughs> real good. I really, I really enjoyed playing with Chuck. I will miss playing with Chuck. Oh, he and I, he and I grooved really good. One thing you're not going to miss is the traditional Jaeger shot. I will not miss the <laughs> traditional Jaeger shot. It's not my cup of tea. <laughs> but we made him take a shot. You know, anyway, uh, just because that's what we did like every show. Yeah, yeah. I honestly like. Eh. Whatever. I, it, I, I, I had enough of them that I don't care anymore. You know what I mean? Like. Jaeger does not phase me. Have you had enough that it almost killed you, though? So you're not going to carry that over into the new did band? you die? No, I mean, we'll, I will. We'll switch to something else. <laughs> we'll do tequila shots. I prefer Jason, honestly. Ugh, I'm a whiskey dude, drinker. That, that whiskey shot that your brother bought at the, at the shrine was fucking vile. <laughs> it, it was. I don't even know what it was. He bought double shots of. It was a double malt whiskey, but I don't know what it was. That shit was terrible. <laughs> Just, I don't. I don't know. I, of course, I don't. <coughs> I don't know what my brother drinks. But it was like somebody took Listen, an oak limb. I am not and Dumped it in to, some mud. I don't care. I'm not set it to on fire. Alcohol. Right. Like and I don't give a shit. It he could have been like, top. "Here, it's kerosene." I'd have been like, "All right, I." I'm kind of that way too. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. I give a fuck. Unlet it. I'll <laughs> knock it back. I didn't. Make it. <laughs> this is how the fuck it is. So yeah, I'll probably I'll, I'll still drink something. But I mean, the it's just a shot. I'm not getting fucked up before I go on stage. Right. Did that once. Didn't work out. Yeah, real been well. there. Yeah. No. Um, in fact, <laughs> it was so bad that we ended the show early because I just I was like, no, this is I'm gonna puke this on stage. This is not going well. So. We've all been there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know that any of us has been drunk on stage. 
No, no, no. Like while I was in the band. Like, I, know, I mean, like drunk, reason. drunk. But I know that I've seen all three of you like hammered drunk after a show. Yeah. I've, I've had to like drive and pick you up. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> you were walking. Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's, that's my excuse for not having to go to work the next day. Mm. It's the only way that I get off of fucking work is, uh, uh, nope, I still can't drive yet legally. Calling in. Dead. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I need at least eight hours. Calling in dead. <laughs> yeah. Come, come in, I die. <laughs> I'll be back. Happens frequently. I'll be back later. Yeah, it's, jeez, I'm, I'm gonna miss a lot of it. It, it was, uh, we did, we did a bunch of shit that I would never have done otherwise. Met a bunch of people that I never would have met otherwise, you know. Yeah. So I, I, uh, I love Jeremy and Chuck, and uh, I, I wish them the best with with the kids and their jobs and, and the things that they want to do. Yeah, but, most uh, definitely. For me, I got to keep doing this. It's got to happen. So you know, and we'll still do a bunch of cool shit too, because mm-hmm. along with. All of the relationships we made was a lot of networking and, and knowing the right people. So you know, we'll we'll that's open cute. for the, we'll open for another band that's coming through town, and we'll we'll get back out in front of just as many people as we did before. It, yeah, you know, it'll take a little bit of work, but it won't be too hard, and and, and we'll do it right. And, you know, keep doing what, what we're doing, like, treat people good, and, and Wither was such an established name. Mm-hmm. Like if you went to go see Wither, you knew what you were going to get. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to, like, break that mold. Like, I'm ready to be outlandish. I'm ready to, like, make people wonder what the fuck is wrong with us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, have you, do you know O'Killy Do'Killy? Are you familiar oh, with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, the Ned Flanders Like, the Ned Flanders, Flanders band. Yeah, yeah, like, I want to do shit like that. I want to do stuff that's so far out in left people, left field, that people are like, it's good, but... Why? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is it, like the clown core thing? God, I love them so much! Oh my god! <laughs> Have you seen these guys? Uh-huh. They're no. called clown core. They're a two-piece. They've been around for like a freaking decade. It's just two dudes that wear like jumpsuits and fucking clown masks and they make music in a porta potty with keyboards, a kick drum, and a saxophone. It's amazing. <laughs> it's intense. It's amazing. No shit. Extremely talented fucking So guys. talented. Like crazy as fuck. It, like you watch... I don't remember what the name of that one video was. There's one video that I like better than the other. I don't know. I, they talk about it's like, the one about like my farts come from yeah, hell my farts or come from hell. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, <laughs> no, the lyrics are just <laughs> nonsense, but the music is out of this world, and it's they're all it's two two minute songs. Wow. Yeah, just teeny tiny little through it, and yeah, it's short, just sweet to the point. And you know, like yes, you got to take on one side that's a guy playing a piano with his dick, but <laughs> on the other side, like. That's a guy playing piano with his dick. That's a guy playing the piano with his dick. (laughs) But like, you watch it once and you, you, why? What? You'll either go back to it or you won't. But then you watch it again and you listen to the saxophone part and you're like, dude, this guy like really plays saxophone. Like he's, he's not just, he didn't just pick it up out of the trash can on the way to the porta potty. Like, yeah. And it's a nice sax too. Like it's a high dollar instrument. Yeah, so and these dudes dude tape up microphones and porta potty. That's awesome. And they fucking and it's they just got keyboards and pads and shit going. And they just 
I mean, it's crazy. They'll go from like literally smooth jazz straight into techno to death metal like that, and fucking it's, it's insane. It's mind blowing. And these dudes like, are like have millions and millions and millions of fucking views, you know. And it's like because and it's thanks to Adult Swim. Yes, it's thanks to Adult Swim. Adult Swim played that one video one time, and they blew up. Yeah. No, you can go on YouTube and you can find videos. They're same jumpsuits, same clown masks, mm-hmm. video posted 10 years ago. Yeah. God. And it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's still got the same seeds, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it's still got the same core. Right. But they've been playing for 10 years and they've been consistent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, the musicianship is amazing. Yeah. The content is so weird. I think I, but I, I, my wife hates it. Oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of it, but I, I won't deny they're they're uh, very talented and I'm, extremely oh, technical. I make my coworkers listen to it. Like they hate it, <laughs> they, yeah. but I just I can't think, get enough. Like I'll play it for people on the street and be like, I just want to see your reaction. Like <laughs> it's it's like making people watch Two Girls One Cup, except it's music. Because <laughs> oh, either you. Are intrigued or disgusted. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. That's really what it is. And yeah. that's honestly, that's the kind of music I've been chasing my entire life. <laughs> it is. So we're going to have two projects. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I don't mean to make, I mean to listen to. But I've always liked the really far, far out there. But I don't like Primus. Yeah, not a, not a Primus fan. I like say I'm not a, you know the the obscure musicians from then I'm not a fan of like Beck and fucking Cake. I like and, remixed Beck, like de- really down tempo kind of trappy Beck. Yeah, there's I, a bunch of really good Beck remixes out there from other people. There there was a time I think in music where people were different just for the sake of being different, and it mm-hmm. pissed me off. Like, why well, are like, you trying so fucking hard? Cake, man. You know, like is it just? Can you not just be yourself? Can you not just exist? Just do yeah. you, you know? Yeah, like, you that. really are making a spectacle of yourself for the sake of doing it. It's yeah. like like the Kardashians. You know? and it, it pissed I love me the off. Kardashians. You know, but think, not in the sense that you'd think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a hot train wreck all day. I mean, I'll release a sex tape. Fuck it. You know? Oh, sign yeah. me up. Why but, not? Because no, no, nobody want to see this naked. <laughs> but, I don't know. I, I think moving forward, we're like, you know, I, I'm trying to... Also, be realistic about where we're going. So I'm, I'm thinking about what am I capable of uh, as far as playing and singing at the same time, you know, and and uh, who else has done it, you know, as far as other bands. Like, so we're going to be a three piece for now. So thinking about other three pieces or even four pieces where the singer doesn't play an instrument, mm-hmm. you know. But like I think like about you know Chevelle and well, I mean that's that's always going to be a strong influence for I think really anybody in our kind of genre and our generation. Yeah, and 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 that's 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 what I want to do. I want to I, I want to give when we come out when this music is is released. I want people to listen to it and be like, fuck, yeah, you know what I mean? Damn, yeah, that's good. Or like you know, or like something that like just well, is just extremely because when you it's all we about- had a fan. That tattooed wither on herself. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, we have the... It's dedication, ab- that's what I was telling Marty, like, Marty, we have the... People give a shit. ...ability yeah. and the power to affect somebody well, think on about, that deep of a level. Think about, uh, like, so, when when Wither would, like, play a show and then not practice for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we'd get back together and the energy would just be, like, spot... Uh, like, I can remember practices where it was 100 degrees in that practice shed. Mm-hmm. 
and like just flailing, just like throwing shit around mm-hmm. and like jumping and kicking and yeah, like and it was like and not even being like, oh, well, let's make a mess, let's fuck some shit up, but like being so just feeling it, you, like you know? being just... so wrapped up in the energy in the room and like playing songs fifty percent above tempo. And, like, just slamming through them because, like, holy shit, this is, like, hitting that groove and just riding it all the way to the end. Right. And and, and so, what I what I think about that... like yeah, I'm, yeah. like, I'm fired up just talking about I it. I know, dude. Like, I know. I, can't, <laughs> I, I just can't fucking wait. I'm, like, ready to just, like, hear the guitars and the bass, just hear the rhythm and just... Like, when it gels, it just... It does. It and, just gels. But we, if we can have that effect on somebody to the point where we mm-hmm. have influenced them that much, like that's that's an emotional connection. Like, right? E- even if she had never got that tattoo, she would never forget us. Right? You know what I mean? And, I'm gonna and that's them. an extremely like aha moment. You know where? You know she's gonna listen to this though. I yeah, she will. Hey. <laughs> Hi, Casey. No, they moved to Texas um, right after our last show. She literally... So, and it was an accident that she even found us. Like, I think she, she came to our reunion show unintentionally. She was just going to a bar we happened to be playing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And after that, she was like, holy shit. And she was at, like... I think she maybe missed one show I was, ever. I was at that reunion show. Um, And so, I don't think... Yeah, that she. I mean, she might have missed one fucking show. She literally was there for everything after that. Bought, that was like... right Owns every piece of fucking merch. Yeah. We... That was like right when we started production on that album, and and even and it, and it sounds crazy, right? Like that sounds like extremely obsessed fangirl, but thinking outside the box and and you back away from that perspective, we, that's somebody there, local actually like giving a shit about a local band. Yeah, like I don't know if it was the music, I don't know if it was the lyrics, but some part of what we did touched her life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's what I want to keep it's, doing. It's a powerful thing. I, I want to make sure that the words that I'm fixing to write um, and, the, and the, the sounds that we're going to fucking make touch people. Like, it, I want it. I don't care if it's local or national or what, but there should be a legacy. If, if me and you can sit here and talk and remember bands from back then, we can sit here and remember fanzine, even if they were a one-hit wonder. Yeah. They did enough that we won't that's, forget that's them. That's something. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. You know, we can remember Upside. We can remember... I remember you know, Upside. Twin and, yeah. you know, fucking Midwest. The Nixons. Yeah. We can remember them. So, that's what I want to do. I, I, I want to... I'm going to die. The music is not. You know what I mean? It's right. going to live forever, somewhere. You know, and now with everything's digital, you'll be able to find it for fucking ever, forever. You know, as long as YouTube exists, as long as SoundCloud exists, as, as long as there's a platform that you can upload something to now that mm-hmm. we didn't have ten years ago, right? It'll always be there. You know, and um, that's that's what's important to me. So that's what I want to do again. I, I want to make sure that that uh, that people feel what the fuck I do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right on. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. That fucking works. <laughs> that's that's, that's my well, I mean, that's the whole point. There's a, there's this guy from LA. He's a professional mixer. He's been in the industry for like thirty years. He wrote a book under the pseudonym Mixer Man, and it's just, it's called Zen and the Art of Mixing. And his main point in the entire book is that music is about an emotional response, and everything going into an album, everything going into a mix, everything from day one is for that end goal of getting someone who knows nothing of you to have some kind of an emotional response, be it anger 
or sorrow, or even just tapping your foot. Like mm-hmm. if, if your body is moving, you are having an unconscious emotional response to, mm-hmm. to a stimulus. And, uh, that is something that I, I've just recently reread that book because I, I'm getting ready to start mixing with pawn shop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that really mm-hmm. stuck with me. Like if it doesn't bring impact to the song, if it doesn't bring impact to the stage show, if it doesn't bring a greater meaning, then it's um, extraneous, yeah, unnecessary. Yeah, um, and, and, and you know, you think about that. Like there, even if it's one line from a song, one line can stick with you, oh, right? Man. Like one line from a fucking fail <coughs> song, you know, was "I deserve to be alone." It's extremely vague. It doesn't say why, I know you know, song. how. It doesn't have answer. <laughs> it doesn't answer a, a question except for "This is how I feel." Yeah, right. And so. That's just... I, I wondered I, if you were going to drop a failsafe. <laughs> oh, dude. There there are a lot of bands like that are local bands that have written songs that oh, I can fucking relate I, to. And it, depending on my mood, I will turn their shit on. I guarantee you I've got a fucking local band in my oh, CD player right now. I still have shit. I still listen to shit. Do you I, really? I'm, no, dude. For I, real, don't, I don't have that I'm one. sure Rye would be just appalled to hear that. I'm sure Jondon would be appalled to hear that. Cartwright would probably think it's funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, but like... Shoot, man. Like... We're talking you know, about knowing people in the industry. I've known those guys since I was 15. They were know, yeah, literally right? 20 years. And, and Rye, like, dude, Rye's been such an inspiration to me. Like, he's the reason I bought a Tobias. I hope that there are people that want, like, I know there are people that want us to keep making music. Mm-hmm. I hope there are people that want me to never quit. You right. know what I mean? Because, like, those guys, you know, I wish just, they'd have never quit. I know, I, I, last I heard, according to Facebook, they were. Recording now, Violence in Vegas was recording an album. I think so. Yeah, I hope that they finish I hope it. So. I hope that they do. Like I understand. Like, I've been a fan of Jake like, since like twenty years. I've been a fan of Jake since like two thousand, man. Right, and I get. I, I understand they've got lives too, and, and life gets busy, and they've got things oh, going on. Yeah, but like it meant something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they're they're like bands like fucking Reckless Process and and My Solstice and. Those guys wrote music that meant something. And, mm-hmm. like, they're not making music now. And I fucking wish they were because they were or, damn good at it. You know? I, I just... I hate, dude, to, see, I even, hate to see talent go... Even, away. like, small, yeah. like, short-term, like, hardcore bands that were just, like, here and gone. Like, Operator Dead post-abandoned. Right. Like, there are so... There is so much Remember raw... Fighting Tomorrow? Dude, Fighting Tomorrow was Mike, awesome. Mike Hazlett is... I, he just put a video up of him doing an acoustic song called uh, My Brother's Keeper Part 1 or something. Really? Hell of fucking good. Like, thank God he wrote another song because I can't stand when these people are that good and, and then quit. don't do anything with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's, there is a ton of just raw, natural talent in Northwest Oklahoma or Northeast Oklahoma mm-hmm. in, in green country. There's a lot, dude. That storage unit out on I-44 there used to be 200 bands out there. Mm-hmm. 200 ba- That's a thousand people, roughly. Right. They want a lawsuit against an entire neighborhood to be able to, like, violate noise code and, and have bands out there. Like, people showed up in mass for that. Mm-hmm. Like, Tulsa is a, a... When there wasn't a show going on, you could go out there and watch any fucking any band, band practice. Any band. Yeah. Like... Dude, we used to just get fucked up and wander around out there. Like, you know, and it's funny, on, <laughs> on a certain level, pop your head in somebody's garage and, like, over here's somebody covering, like, note for note Pink Floyd covers. 
And over here is like somebody playing some really incredible, like methed out, super <laughs> technical, like metal. Right. Dude, there was a band that was across the way from us. I swear to God, they were smoking ice like it was never going to be back. <laughs> but that was the fastest, most technically difficult, most nails on the wall, perfect tempo. Like they were one of the best bands I've ever heard in my life. And it was so fast, you couldn't tell what was happening. So... You can't remember what they're called. God, they were... No, <laughs> not at all. I would recognize the bass player if I saw him. I, uh, but that was 15 years ago. Right. You know? <laughs> you know, sometimes I think about, um, like, how old I am now. And it's crazy. Or whatever. And, like, sometimes, you know, I say, I play in a rock band, and I'm like, fuck, I'm over 30, and I play in a rock band. It sounds extremely immature. You know, well, on one But on the, on the other, other hand, hand it like, sounds like you're in fucking rap. You know, (laughs) we're going to go play Driller Stadium for the 4th of July. And that's our one show for the year. You know, like there's, there's definitely a disconnect there. Yeah. I I don't know. I just know that it makes me happy, you know, and fuck what everyone thinks. No, I'm not losing (laughs) my hair. But I don't know, man. I feel like on one hand, it would be so cool. To play not not only a fair but in Oklahoma City where it's not just like I mean it's gonna any musical event at a fair is gonna draw a crowd but to draw a crowd from an hour and a half away and then I am willing to bet you my next year's salary that I will do everything that we will do everything that we do with her bet Oklahoma the fair oh well I mean that's shows. just that's just like I'll having context it. hi sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> She she's super fucking sweet. I was so excited yeah. to meet her though. She was really like cool. every we had that we whole experience was months cool. of communication that was literally just email. Yeah, and that was it. And like I I didn't have a face to put to it. Right, you know it was just contact, just back and forth, emailing, and very like you know? professional. Yes, yeah, and and so like finally meeting her and like having a face, it was like. This is fucking cool, man. Like, well, I and love like that. getting just, getting to take it, all that like professionalism and like, hey, I'm like in charge of this big part of this festival and I've got my shit together. Yeah. And then you meet her and she's like, "Hey guys, what's going on?" Yeah. You know, just like so warm and friendly and and like open. That was a very cool experience. That's and you know that's that's actually like how fucking like yeah, there everybody's like that I've dealt with so far. Most of them are very professional. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you meet them, they're like, what the fuck's up, brother? And it's like, <laughs> you know, like, holy yeah. shit, you know? Completely fucking different. Not what I expected at all. But it was all good. It was all fucking good. I'm glad that, like, for everything I've fucking done, man. This shit's... Not everybody gets this opportunity. Fuck no. Not and, a, you know, well, and not, not everybody fucking... has the drive, either. Uh, not everybody true. has this innate need to, like... Dude, I get crazy depressed well, I like I, I probably spent six seven years just depressed oh. because i didn't have an outlet you right. know like you gotta and then you put that shit into music it's all the things that people are too uncomfortable to talk about yeah you know for sure like i'll talk about my broken leg with you right but if i tell you that there's my brain is broken all of a sudden we don't want to that's that's a weird yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a weird and awkward weekend. oh yeah, dude, gee, oh, yeah wanna, for sure i don't want to talk about your anxiety but, but we'll talk about your colorectal cancer, though. Right. Okay. Well, but that's <laughs> just it. It's like you find you find those singer songwriters that like that are experiencing real pain. Mm-hmm. You know, look at. Um, it sucks that that's where it comes from too. That you can't just write it because it's relatable. You wrote it because right. you felt it. Right. But those are the songs. Those are the songs that like 
that people don't just identify with, but identify with for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, uh, I really like this band called the mountain goats and their singer has been a, like a singer. So he started out as a poet and somebody told him you should, you should put this to music. So he did. And now 22 albums later, like he'll be in Tulsa in like a month Mm -hmm. and I'm totally going. It'd be my third time to see them. But like you listen to some of the stuff that came out in like the mid two thousands and it's like him talking about his shitty stepdad and like his shitty child. Yeah, like have you ever and listened like, to Blue October? Right. I mean, the dude's but like it's a just like it's just like all of this pain crystallized and condensed into like this art mm-hmm. that makes you makes you feel something, you know, makes you uh, makes you have to pull your car over and be like, right. Let's just take a second. (laughs) You know, uh, that, that matters to me. You know, I, uh, I've always lived my life as a passionate person and music is the same way. You know, you gotta, you gotta find where you identify with it and then chase it till you got nothing left. Right. See, I always, I've I've always struggled with empathy. Like I, I have a hard time with that. Like, I'm not going to throw you a pity party and feel bad for you, but I do understand what you feel, right? Like, I mm-hmm. felt that shit, except for I pushed myself to get through it. So I have a hard time, like, I'm not going to pat you on the back and tell you that it's okay. You right. Know, I'm probably going to tell you to, all right, dust yourself off, get the fuck up, and keep going. Right. It's just, but that's the life I've had to live. Right. You know? So, like, it, it's very hard for me to, like, some of the songs that we wrote before were, I'm just like... Yeah, really? Kind of whiny. Yeah. A little bit. I can't... Mm-mm. But they're also a decade old. Yeah, that's true. You know? And like, Older so I, I can't really be like, you poor little thing, it's okay. You know? No, it's right. like, look, that sucks. Well, I get it. you get know, the it's the, the Jonathan Davises of the world. How many albums can you write about, like... Anger? Yeah. Like, how... <laughs> all of them. How many... The answer is all well, of them. Well, how many songs <laughs> that are just about, like, I'm mad at my dad? How many albums worth of material can you really put out on that one topic before it's like, okay, man, we get it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it depends you on know? how many different ways you can find to say it. That's true. Right. <laughs> That's true. And, and the funny thing about that is this, because there's a million songs about it, the same fucking thing, but everybody oh, sure. says it different. And right. So that's what everyone relates to. You know, I like a different band than you mm-hmm. like, and that's exactly why. They said the same fucking thing in a different fucking mm-hmm. way. Well, I mean, there's a whole palette of emotions to be used or abused or exploited as the, the case yeah, may. that's how I feel about my pedal board. Yeah. I'm going to make some cool fucking shit, man. And it will, too, because, yeah, a lot of the riffs that were, you know, Playing fucked with around with before that, that didn't go anywhere will still go somewhere. You know, yeah. and all that creativity well, is still going to be utilized. You play long enough and you get like a catalog, you know, of like, here's this handful of ideas I've got that never really fit. Mm-hmm. Here's this handful of ideas that did fit, but nobody liked also, them except me. Yeah, and you know, you pay attention to the dynamic and paradigm of a song, right? Like, it doesn't, I mean, it, it might all follow the same pattern, verse, chorus, you know, verse, chorus, bridge, mm-hmm. whatever. But... Like, when you listen to it and you're like, this verse is just, you know, a few guitar notes, but it's, you know, mostly a, a fucking bass drum rhythm or whatever, and then you hit this fucking palm muted pre-chorus, and then the chorus is just like, 
four fucking chords, but they're played, you know, nonstop or whatever. And then there's some cool little outro that leads into the next fucking verse. Like I mean, those, those little, like those little details, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The adding the pre-chorus, having it trans, you know, well, those yeah. little transfers, the pauses, uh, the, those fucking matter. And, well, like, and I'm so excited about... to knowing, taking the knowledge and experience of, of, I know what makes a good song and making it happen. Well, and you've got to think of it in three dimensions too. Like it's, it's got to have height and width and depth. Mm-hmm. So like, you've got to, like, you've got your, uh, your dynamic range, you know, like, um, like one by Metallica, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, uh, if you don't turn your radio up to 30 in the beginning, you don't hear the beginning. Mm-hmm. But if you leave it at 30 after the first chorus hits, you're going to blow your speakers. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of getting into the loudness war and, that's and like modern, modern production. But like bands used to have dynamic range, mm-hmm. you know, uh, if everything is nine and a half or 10, then where's the impact? Right. You know, if you're, if you're going to have all fast, heavy, all the time, balls to the wall all the time, then eventually it's just mush. And if you don't take that step back to like, oh, hey, here's something major. Here's, here's a little pretty mealy, mealy part, you know, like here's, we're going to drop down real quiet. So you got to turn your speakers up and then we're going to scare the shit out of you. You know, there's a, a lot of things to be considered as far as, I'm sorry. I think I lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we got like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's a difference between just like spitting notes out of a guitar and carving a masterpiece out of music. Yeah, you know, and and carving being like a deliberate word choice. Like it's well, we did that. That's what we're used to. Right? Yeah. We're used to writing a song and and going, oh hey. Do this little thing right here. Mm-hmm. And that little fucking thing makes all the difference in the entire right. song. You know? It, and you, you literally can't miss it when you're playing it because now it doesn't sound the same. You know, so yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. Oh my God, it's going to be so fucking good, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be so fucking good. Can't wait. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> So Thank, thanks for doing this, guys. Yeah, Dude, definitely. Man. Thanks for having yeah, us. For sure. Yeah. Thank you for Sorry, we went way off into left field there. No, that's what we <laughs> want. Like we've told other people, we've done too many of these where we have to like ask twenty questions to keep get him to talk for five minutes. You know? Oh, sure. I know. I'm sitting here. I'm like, they've only asked us four questions, but we won't shut up. Right. And I was well, <laughs> part of it because I haven't that's seen good. you in a week. And like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jeremy and Martin from Wither. Big thank you to them for coming on and spending some time talking to us there. It's been a long time coming, but we finally got it up because, like we mentioned, this Friday night, Wither will be at the Vanguard playing their final show, along with Reliance Code, Sign of Lies, and the Normandies. I will be there. Definitely. It's only 10 bucks, so get your tickets in advance or get them at the door. Wither, along with all three of those other bands I mentioned, I believe, are up for... uh, we are Tulsa Music, Tulsa Music Awards. You know the nominees are going on right now. Go to TulsaMusicAwards.com. Vote for all those bands and vote for any of the bands we talked about. Vote for us if you want. We're in category number eleven, which yes. is the digital music outlet. You can vote for yeah. us. That that's that's yeah. that's okay. Yeah, this is the 
the nominee round to get into the finals. So if you do it, and we appreciate it. If you don't, hey, at least you're listening right now. That's right. right. That's that's all that matters, really. <laughs> right. At the end of the day. But yeah, once again, thanks to Wither. Get out there and check them out live and check out their music. Follow them on Facebook. For sure. If this is your first time listening, we are on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. You can listen to us on most places podcasts are heard like TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, iTunes, Google Music. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud as well. Get updates on everything. Get on a Patreon. Send us a few bucks. That'd be cool. That would help. You can also... What else can you do? You can listen to back episodes. That's right. Yeah. 198. <clears throat> 198 of them. And they range from... Like we just mentioned, the Normandies and Reliance Code. Here comes the part where we try to name all the fucking... Yeah. Motherfuckers that have been on this show, we get all we fucking draw a blank. Well, the problem is like there's been so goddamn many. The problem is, I feel like usually when we rattle them off, we're rattling off the same ones, and it's like I know, there's, there's always so certain ones. More. There's certain ones that are cool, or pretty much all of them are cool. But there's certain ones that you know we yeah. just always forget to mention for some reason. Yeah, well, like Sons of Texas. Yes, you no only mention them every once in a while. And the thing is, is you know most normal podcasts would have a fucking list or some shit. <laughs> right. Now we don't fucking do that because we're fucking blockheads. You know, we go <laughs> off the fucking cuff. So who knows? I don't know. But yeah, you know, of course we know we've had fucking Gene Simmons and Dave Elson on. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, Seven Dust, Tesla, Shine Down Prong, Saxon, The Obsessed. Sa- Saving Able. Yeah. Fucking Drowning Pool. If you like that kind of stuff, non-point, non-point soil, soil, yeah. Hey, there's a very long list that also includes Shooter Jennings and Tesla. So you just said Tesla once, though. Well, now you said it twice. Frank Cannon deserves to be mentioned twice. Well, that's right. See, this is why we need a fucking list. Yeah. I'm going to start doing it. Doc encouraging conformity and everything else that's on the list that's next right. week. <laughs> well, what what do we got coming up? Well, coming up, we have <clears throat> the band Child Bite. Yes. Because we talked about this on our very last episode. Uh, when we, uh, the episode featured the guys from Julian K, but we talked about the Phil and Selmo. Mm-hmm. Philip, I always forget to say Philip H. Philip H. and Selmo in The yeah. Illegals. Yes. Their performance in Oklahoma City last week, which featured Child Bite as main support on that tour. So they are back. So that'll be coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Yes. But in the very next week will be our granddaddy of them all, so to speak. <laughs> Episode 200. And, of, and who do we have? We have the metal band Severmind. That's right. Returning to the Thunder on the Ground podcast for the first time since episode 100. 100. You know, I have a story about episode 100. Okay. That was... I, I'm. Was it last year or year before? It'd have been the year before now. When the, we did the, it, what we did hundred. Yeah. Well, I was sick as a fucking dog when we recorded it. Yeah, remember like recorded with them so or I, like was, our part of it? No, when we went to talk to them. Okay. Like, <clears throat> oh, that's right. It was freezing. It was freezing fucking cold. It was when I was staying at your place. 
Okay. And I was, and like, I think we weren't going to go till like eight or nine because they wanted to finish practicing. That's right. And I got home from work and I'd been sick for a couple of days and I felt like hammered dog shit. I mean, I don't know if I was running temperature or whatever, but I was like, let me just fucking lay down for a little bit. Well, next thing I know, you're knocking on my door. And oh, I it's forgot like, about that. And it's yeah. like fucking 10 minutes, so we're supposed to be there. And I was asleep. I felt like shit. And we got there, and they were passing around, you know, uh, some of that, um, the Jack Day, the Green Apple Whiskey. Oh, that's right. Remember that? Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, I'm sick, but goddamn, maybe this will help. And I, then I, I was like, I just kind of was like, oh, fuck it. And then after I took a shot of it, I'm like, man, I fuck, I fucking shouldn't have done that. I'm sick. <laughs> so if I got you guys sick like two years ago, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I took a very, very small sip of it. Because you just, you know, when Severmine offers you whiskey, you don't say no. That's right. I mean, you know, I... I don't know. Maybe that was the wrong thing to do, but they're still our friends, so maybe none of them got sick. I don't know. Yeah, they probably would have. And <clears throat> eh, they might not have mentioned it. You never know. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Either way, guys, I'm sorry if that happened. But, you know, 200, they're going to be there, and it's it was a great episode. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah. And, you know, when we make it to 300, they're going to fucking be on there. I swear to God. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. And we've got some other stuff coming up. We will be at, like we mentioned, Void Vader next Tuesday. That's right. L.A. Guns and Junkyard next Saturday. That's right. The following night in Tulsa at the Vanguard, December 9th, is the Black Dahlia Murder yeah. with Havoc, Ghoul, and Skeleton Witch. I mean, if you like metal, I mean, I don't know what more you can say. I mean, than that, Those shit. four fucking bands. And that's a Saturday night? That's Sunday night. Oh, Saturday, yeah, fuck me. Saturday night's at the junkyard. Uh, oh, okay. Gun show. I thought that was a Friday. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to put on my big boy pants. Yeah. Not act like I'm old. Yeah. If you're in this area and you like metal, you don't really have an excuse. Because like a few days later, fucking Whitechapel will be a... Yeah. yeah. Have you heard that shit. new Whitechapel song? No, I haven't. It's called like Brimstone. I haven't heard a Whitechapel Those song Those guys forever. are fucking... They're not fucking around. Oh, I'll have Just to check you know. it out. I'll have to check it out. Right. But anyway, bring it back around. That probably covers everything for this I think episode. So. I think so. This is a pretty long one, I think, now. But once again, we appreciate Wither making it on the show. We appreciate DEB Concerts. And until next time. Right. So what's your favorite fanzine song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Maybe he That's knows. We've been yeah, we've been trying to find a goddamn song. Fuck. Man, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to look up one of their songs on YouTube and see if it'll pop up the rest. Yeah, no, Should it be the one with the most views? It didn't even fucking pop up. Or if one. there's even one. I can't even find it. <laughs> You'd think somebody would have uploaded it by now. Thunder Underground, y'all.